0: Welcome to On the Island. We're here for Survivor Ghost Island, week number two. And my brain just froze. I, it just did it again. We're going to talk about a bunch of brains freezing, I think, from this episode as we get deeper into it. But week two, another person goes home. We're already three down on Survivor Ghost Island. And I'm Taylor Gaines. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm always bad at remembering if I say my own name. But that's who I am. We mentioned last week that Tyler B. Commons, your third favorite podcaster, wasn't going to be here. He's (laughs) traveling abroad, studying abroad, I guess. And we have a very special guest to fill his spot for week two. More than adequate to fill his shoes, I'd say. It's a returning friend of ours. She's a happy, smiley, giggly piece of Laffy Taffy. I I guess banana flavored. (laughs) It's Sunday Burquest. (laughs)
1: You gotta love T Bird. <laughs> oh, hey, how are you doing, Taylor?
0: <laughs> Good. Was T Bird my nickname? I never heard that one.
1: Oh, no, didn't she? Uh she tweeted that. Someone else must have said it because I must have missed it and I thought oh, it re- might... I thought tweeted by T Bird. Who said it?
0: <laughs> uh Sebastian said it.
1: Oh, well how did I miss that? Did he say it tonight?
0: Yeah, it was early on in the episode. You must have been what too in busy the world? taking notes.
1: I must have been because I completely missed that. And then I saw T Bird tweeted it and it sounded like something she'd say. So I thought she said that. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs>
0: Sebastian, Sebastian
1: said that. Sebastian okay. was
0: very happy with his new tribe setup. I don't even know who T Bird is, honestly. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, she,
1: She's Teresa. She played uh, Survivor Africa.
0: Did she go by T-Bird on the show? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I guess I just didn't watch that season yeah. dating myself. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you are. You better check it out. She's a legend.
0: That'll be our homework for before yeah. episode three. Sunday, it's good to have you back. What have you been up to? How you been?
1: Good. My regular stuff. I got a book coming out. I'm speaking. I'm doing a little traveling.
0: Oh, wow. So, okay, well, you yeah. Can, maybe we can... Dive into the book a little bit at the tail end, Uh, and you had the Vikings get to the Super Bowl. That was exciting for. Well,
1: one game out. Oh, sorry, (laughs) that's what it was.
0: (laughs) See, I honestly, I'm like a moments person, so I just remember
1: the miracle that
0: they had the best play of the entire playoffs. It's true. That basically it's is what <laughs> I, I would have rather counts. been
1: playing the Super Bowl I forgot Bowl how bad at the our NFC home.
0: championship game was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would have rather been playing the Super Bowl in our own facility.
0: Oh, That would have been crazy. But we're not here to talk time about the First time in history. No,
1: we're not. We're not we're here, here to, to talk, talk about, about football.
0: the reality television Super Bowl, unless you consider a man dumping a poor woman on national TV to be the reality television Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: Don't watch that show. So. We're not here to talk <laughs> yeah, about that man. one. No. Um, Let's talk about the best sport ever, Survivor.
0: Survivor. The best sport. You mm-hmm. played this sport.
1: <laughs> it's my only sport ever in my <laughs> whole life. <laughs> uh, well,
0: we're going to get into it all. Spoilers, obviously, uh, starting right now. Now. I think that's enough time. Morgan goes home. Week number two. <sighs> We'll dive yeah. into her a little bit later. What was your initial reaction to the hashtag blindside?
1: <laughs> I didn't think it was smart on the old, n- n- how do you say it? Natibi. Navidi? Navidi. What they did. So, I mean, Malou- Malalu, the whole tribe. <laughs> they, they I could just together. let you
0: mispronounce them, I think.
1: I know. Tell me. I think no, it's Navidi I'm...
0: and Malolo.
1: Malolo, okay, they stuck together. They was they were smart. Yeah, I don't know. I I felt bad for her, but you know, she 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 was a little you have to be really careful about pushing your agenda or what you think the way something should go, you end up becoming a target.
0: Yeah, we'll get way more That's into her a, later. Yeah. Last week the theme of the episode was bad decisions and you can go back and listen to me and Ty's conversation about that. But my takeaway this week was that the idea of getting too comfortable was really the big problem for people who had bad episodes. We'll talk about that as I run through Uh the events of this episode, but just to sort of give you an overview of what I'm talking about. Generally speaking, the original Navidi tribe got too comfortable in every situation. Best example on the other tribe which i believe is the new malolo yeah on the new malolo tribe bradley was sitting at camp complaining the whole time and at the same time turning to his original tribe mates and saying oh we're we're great we're great we're in perfect shape and he was really we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later he was set up uh, in an interesting way and then dom and co on the other tribe which is still naviti got too comfortable and got too cute and tried to turn against one of their own when they didn't have the numbers and who trust me we'll get into that mm-hmm. but i think that was the theme that played through most of the poor play of this episode was just getting too comfortable
1: i agree all
0: right we're still growing into the best podcast ever so let's get into the recap all right week two Let's I'm stealing. Do it. I'm stealing Libby's quote there. So, right out of the gate, pretty much, we got Jeff doing his classic. You know, he wants you to answer certain questions so he can just undercut you immediately. You guys are happy, right? You guys are in good shape. Oh yeah, definitely. Tribe swap. And then Angela, right from the get-go, this is one thing I actually found really interesting as the episode went on. She got a lot of airtime right at the beginning, talked about how her military connections b- forged really quickly in real life and her tribe mm-hmm. connections had forged really quickly and she got kind of emotional about the tribe swap. As my winner pick, which I'm not feeling great about after this episode, but <laughs> uh, uh, what is you?
1: your winner pick?
0: Yeah, she was. I kind of, the simplest way to sum up my reasoning was that I was really impressed by Chrissy last season and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is another similar strong-willed, Older woman type character, and I think that sets up well with what looks like a dumb young uh, a, a dumb young mm-hmm. cast, <laughs> but didn't look. She looked like she's more. I guess this is your season, like Ken McNichol style, where she might be a little too loyal and militaristic. But I don't know. We'll we'll get into her a little bit. Mm-hmm. They showed her sort of struggling with the swap, and then counterpart Stephanie on the other tribe. Her yeah. Testimony was like, I'm really happy on this tribe and this sucks, but this is what happens. And it was like a perfect example of how not to react and how to react when something just flips the script on you. Mm-hmm. So the new tribes, new Naviti is now original Naviti 5, original Malolo 4. The original Navidi on the new Naviti is... <laughs> Dom, Chris, Angela, Wendell, Morgan, original Malolo, Donathan, Libby, Laurel, James, and then on the other Mm -hmm. tribe, also 5-4 Navidi, Desi, Sebastian, Kellen, Bradley, and Chelsea from Navidi, Brendan, Jenna, Stephanie, and Michael from Malolo. Did you have any big thoughts, whether it relates to the tribes that they switched to or the makeup of those two tribes? What were you thinking there?
1: Well, one thing I wrote down was I thought it was interesting that in Stephanie's confessional, she said that she was in a power position until the swap. She said, oh, I was in a power position and now, you know, it changes so quickly. And so I'd really like to know why she feels like she was in a power position.
0: Well, my take on that Um, would be that her and Jenna were in a good spot last week where they controlled the direction of the tribe. Because if Mm -hmm. you remember, right before that Jacob vote, they could have taken it and voted out, I think, James, maybe?
1: James, yeah.
0: I think they could have flipped it and gotten Jacob to stick with them. Or they could have stuck with it. And they they were just, I think that's what she meant. She was sort of in that powerful middle ground where both sides needed her.
1: Yeah, and I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think when you're in episode two, you just still don't have a super great read on every single person yet to really you could tell they they wanted us to see that the old navidi was complaining a lot about the camp they wanted us to know that it was irritating <laughs> the original malala I'm not going to say this right malala tribe <laughs> so that, How um, many different that's,
0: ways can you pronounce it in, the, in the hour? I don't
1: know. I know. Sorry. I'm just going to keep trying to say different ways. So you could tell that was bugging them. Yeah. So it wasn't well, a really I'll, great I'll first impression. So.
0: Yeah. I'll get to that in just a second. But it was funny, too. He, hearing Jeff get to, after the tribe stop, he's like, the game has changed. And I just, I love Jeff's grand <laughs> statements. And it reminded me of Game Changers. Because when the season was concluded, it was just like, well, I guess the game has officially changed. but. <laughs> yeah. To your point, when they arrived at the original Malolo beach, Navidi didn't like it. And we talked a little bit about Bradley saying, like, it's freezing. You guys have, like, dirt and sand (laughs) everywhere and it's coarse and I don't like it. (laughs) It reminded me of Star Wars. I don't know if you remember the prequels. And then then Kellen was going around saying seeing their camp is like seeing a friend's ugly baby and having to pretend like...
1: Yeah, that was hilarious.
0: You know, well, do you have experience did, with that? I I feel like typically what happens is a baby just looks freakishly like one of its parents way too quickly. That's I I, I never think, oh, this baby's ugly. I just think, oh my god, why does that look so much like its dad already? <laughs>
1: yeah, some babies though are, you know, they're not all super cute right away. <laughs> <the> <laughs> so I'm I'm with her on that one. How is Navidi's camp so nice? Is that because Dad's a because construction guy or what?
0: I think it's partially that, and I think they won a reward challenge in the second hour last week that got them like pillows and a hammock and stuff. Yeah. So
1: that is they really more took than advantage. I mean, and a hammock. Wow. They
0: said they had a bed and a living room, which I've never <laughs> not. It's not a phrase I've heard on Survivor, Mm-mm. and I'm sure you didn't have that.
1: <laughs> no, no, we did not. That Funny. was
0: definitely something. And yeah. Then, to my point of everybody getting too comfortable, the exact quote from Bradley was, this could not have worked out more perfectly.
1: Oh, yeah. Bradley. Oh, Bradley.
0: Yeah, if you followed our <laughs> preseason coverage, he was very cocky in his pre-game interviews too, and this was the first time it kind of came out on the show. And then the Chris Dom rift <laughs> deepened over at Naviti, mm-hmm. facing off, trying to figure out what to do. New Naviti members from Malolo quickly realized how dumb works. Libby talked about how when he talks, I just have to nod and smile and play dumb and not Chris, you mean. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. She yeah. was talking about Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Libby was said when Chris talks to me, I have to nod and smile yes. and I'll play dumb, but I'm not going to be dumb about it because Chris was the one who was seemingly in the crosshairs before he got sent to Ghost Island after Immunity Idol mm-hmm. after the immunity challenge, which we'll talk about. Who knows what would have happened? I
1: think he would have been in trouble because it wasn't just Libby. Angela also said that she didn't like being told what to do and she didn't like, although she was sticking with his plan... I think she's just kind of loyal to a fault possibly, but she, yeah, that's she's like, I don't I like Ken being, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: she, she didn't, she didn't like how he was basically telling her what she needed to do. But yet at the same time, when he was gone, she's like, we need to stick to Chris's plan. So,
0: so the way you know, it was but, setting up before immunity was that tribe, Navidi had their original five and the new Malolo four and the new Malolo four were like, what do we do? how do we get in? And then they realized this Mm -hmm. Chris Dom thing was going on and they're like, Oh, we might have an opening. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other tribe, Navidi seemed to be staying very strong because Brendan, Michael, Jenna, and Stephanie were basically just frantically searching the Island for immunity idol, which they found Mm -hmm. at that point. I thought, Oh, well this is the tribe that's going to go to tribal because they were doing that editing thing where they kept showing Bradley complaining about their camp. And yep. Brandon and a couple other Malolos saying, oh, my God, all they do is complain. And it seemed yeah. to be like a classic, like, we're setting up this Chris versus Dom thing over here. But yep. whenever somebody is on camera saying this could not have worked out more perfectly, that person is usually in trouble that episode. Yes. So yeah. I was actually surprised by the immunity challenge because not only did they not lose, Bradley ended up leading the way to the victory during the puzzle. I thought that was a pleasant surprise because the editors actually surprised me a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Let you see him doing something good.
0: Yeah. And the editing didn't set it up too much. And mm-hmm. my favorite part of the immunity challenge, Jonathan continuing his physical domination, jumping from thing to thing and getting all the way across on the first <laughs> try, climbing up to the top of the ladder as his tribe held him up. His two-week arc here has just been fantastic.
1: Yeah. I love him. Totally.
0: Some At some point during that challenge was when we got the, uh, this is how you do it on Survivor. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to love Jeff. I love Jeff.
0: Was Jeff your favorite part of being on Survivor?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love him. Yeah,
0: who doesn't? Yeah. Do, and I think you've said Except this before. He's yelling but yelling at you. He's he's more earnest and motivational, right, than it comes across.
1: Yeah, yeah, f- he is. But, I mean, he loves to, you know, if he can if he can point out something you're not doing well or <laughs> while you're doing a challenge, he's going to do it, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you saw that tonight with Wendell calling out Jeff because I think yeah. Jeff said, oh, they're falling way behind. He was it's like.
1: It's a blowout. He said, this is a blowout. Don't say that, <laughs> Jeff. Say it, Prope. Pró- 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 I'm just calling yeah. it like
0: I see it. <laughs> yeah. after that immunity challenge the winning Malolo tribe could not decide collectively who to send to Ghost Island because naturally old Malolo didn't want their team to be set up in a way where there were only three of them (laughs) exactly they did did the rock draw and Chris of all people gets sent Mm -hmm. my first thought was oh well this sucks like they had this great thing brewing and now it's just screwed up for no reason
1: yeah yeah
0: Old Malolo came to play, so we ended up with a pretty good finale, but what do you make of Ghost Island so far relative to its impact on the game, its entertainment value, and the opportunities that it's giving people, or not giving people in the last two cases?
1: Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I think it's super cool. I'm a little bummed that one of the options is that you don't get to play or do anything when you get there. I didn't realize, well, I don't know how I would, but that... You know, that you'd have to get there, there'd be a choice if you get to do something or not. So I didn't, I don't, I feel like if they go there, they should always get to do something or at least try to win something. And then also I was super shocked that the relics came off of Ghost Island. When, was it Michael that found the idol? It was James's old idol. And I guess I figured those are all going to be on Ghost Island. So I was surprised about that.
0: James from Survivor China, right? Not not yeah. this season's James, obviously.
1: No, sorry. James no, James from Survivor China. I, I remember distinctly where I was sitting watching that when he went home <laughs> with both of those. But yeah, so I was surprised that was off of Ghost Island. I think it's going to play a huge part in the game. I love it. I love the concept. I think it's super entertaining. I do just wish that every time someone went there, there was some sort of an opportunity. I don't like that. Some of them get there and then they hit the thing and it's like, you don't get to play. I don't like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. I think just because my longtime criticism of the last few seasons is that there have just been too many things thrown into play. Like you had the famous Siri <laughs> yeah. going home without getting any votes a couple yes. seasons ago. Yeah. And in a theme, that's concept is basically you're going to get a ton of chances to play this, this, or that. I kind of like that it's not, every Every time time. and and the thing i particularly like about it i mentioned this last week is there's a choice involved so far with like what jacob was presented with where Mm -hmm. he had to decide what to do with something and i mean i guess immunity idols are just as easy to find as they have been the last couple seasons but uh, who
1: said they're easy to find
0: (laughs) i mean maybe they (laughs) are hard (laughs) work maybe they are hard work to find but they are not very hard for people to find if that makes sense like, yeah, it's it's not like we go more than two episodes without seeing someone find yes, an immunity.
1: Exactly. Rider. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But, I and mean, once I you think,
1: know how they're being, he- you know, hidden for a season, it makes it much easier.
0: Right. I mean, I'm sh- we might have talked about this on previous episodes, but did you have a lot of experience looking for idols? And I, I know everybody who's been on pretty much says everyone spends hours every oh, day looking for it.
1: Always. Every time you walk anywhere anywhere you're taking as much time as you can and looking all over yeah all the time
0: as things set up for tribal and Mm -hmm. we did get a little chris emotional setup which was a nice character shading that probably bodes well for him going forward right get a little uh connection to chris
1: yeah i mean i was like tweeting that nice stuff about him until that (laughs) like Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. (laughs) What I said in one of my tweets was bring this side of you back to camp instead of your over. um... Yeah,
0: I had some Chrissy flashbacks with the way that Angela was talking about him saying he's talking to me and not with me. And that was a common criticism of Chrissy after she lost last season was that people didn't feel a real connection with her, just that she was sort Mm -hmm. of kind of talking at them. Chris mm-hmm. was a polarizing guy, I think, in the preseason because he had some weird comments about wanting to make out with Gonzalez, who got voted out last week, and like really. <laughs> well, like <laughs> just didn't... just based I off was... his first impression of her, he said some yeah. weird stuff, and yeah. At the same time, listening to his preseason interviews, I and I've talked about this I, in the last couple weeks. I, I felt like there was a lot under there, mentally and strategically, that mm-hmm. I ended up picking him to make my final three and i kind of thought this is how it would go in a sense where he would come off as like kind of this annoying (laughs) model guy and then actually be smarter than he looks i just thought it boded well that we got the mom story which we talked about on our first preview podcast with her being diagnosed with ms and being told she had two months to live 10 years ago and uh she's still still going that's awesome so yeah,
1: I liked seeing that. And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, especially with the 20 person cast, you only get one dimension of people. you don't always get a couple different sides of them. so that was nice to see.
0: And I still think the two tribe setup out of the gate gives you a much better opportunity for character because you just by nature of having to get it's this group versus this group and this group versus this group on mm-hmm. both sides you can get a clearer picture than them trying to set up three different things in the same amount of time. So I I always feel like that's better. And then I agree. Getting into that, we talked about Angela. She was basically like, I'm willing to go rocks. And then Wendell was like, I'm not drawing rocks. So I guess it's Angela. Yeah. (laughs) Wendell, Dominic, and Morgan decided to go Angela, while the four Malolo or at first, they were like, we'll do whatever they say. And then James, very smartly, at least in the way it was presented, he was the one who thought of this, was like, guys, they just gave us the numbers. Like, it was four versus four. And and the other thing is, we'll talk about Dominic, but he had an idol and could have. they could have done whatever they wanted because he had an idol, but he was too selfish. They gave them the numbers and they just said, oh, well, if we vote whoever we want, they go home. And that's what they did. Yep. So let me ask you, like, in a couple of different ways. If you're Angela, how do you handle that situation? Because I, I don't think you do what she did, right?
1: Meaning what? Vault, vault for she, living. She didn't
0: even seem to be considering. At the point she said, "I'm willing to go to rocks." I believe it was in a confessional that she doubled down on that. And it's like, if you're saying that to the camera, you might be saying that to people. But I feel like you really should be like, "I'm open for anything here." Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think. And, you know, we saw that at that first spot where she started to cry and say how she was so loyal to her first, you know, her Navidi, the original Navidi tribe. So, yeah, I don't I don't know that many people would have that type of loyalty for Rox, especially in in the second vote or no, I guess it would be the third vote. And um, first, though. Her first, but I just think, yeah, it probably scared. Well, like Wendell is like, I'm not doing that, you know. Probably well, what do you scared think them? the right
0: plan is if you're Navidi there? Like, I mean, if you don't know Dom has an idol, what do you do? I mean, do you end up doing what they did?
1: Oh, I just, I still can't believe that they voted out one of their own when they had the numbers. I mean,
0: or they would have.
1: No, they did. They sent Morgan home.
0: Well, but malolo voted for her
1: oh yeah hello they would have yes that's what i'm saying oh yeah sorry i guess if i was angela i would have kept talking to my people they let don go off and talk it didn't seem like she was having enough conversations to make sure that everything was okay with her original navini and that they were all gonna vote the same like who did she think was voting libby with her
0: well it's like last week gonzalez after she got voted out said that she missed a conversation and then realized she was gone and angela seemed to miss a bunch of conversations from the way this was presented yeah and dom's idol stuff has just become
1: what mm, is he doing
0: uh, yeah what
1: is he doing (laughs) nonsensical
0: is the word i was gonna use because
1: yeah
0: he's just telling people of this season although he's like a he's a more complicated version of that because he's not totally telling them he has an idol but at I know, the same but time,
1: why is he even saying anything? That's what I don't understand.
0: Well, yeah, like Unless at the same time, to, James, James was like, I don't really trust him. I, what if he actually does have an idol? <laughs> Which he does.
1: Well, well and, yeah, I thought that was silly for Libby to say, well, he I'm sure he doesn't have one. Well, you know.
0: That's always yeah. famous you last words, You have to usually.
1: assume that he does.
0: <laughs> well, but they they still pushed through anyway and they they said you know what if we're gonna make a move we're gonna make a move and if he has an idol then he'll have to play it for somebody else but we're gonna vote morgan and libby kind of stabbed her in the back sort of after a little bond that they had over both uh-huh. being catholic i guess is how it was presented <laughs> and they talked even during tribal about how good she was at charming people and morgan's like just look at her smile how could you not be friends with her and like it it was funny because i went from writing down oh wow morgan and libby are having fun this reminds me of millennials versus gen x i love how much fun these people are having yeah to like instantly just stabbing her in the back
1: (laughs) and jeff knew exactly what he's doing because he's like you know goes to libby about the lying question
0: she had a really good response to that
1: yeah she totally did what was i gonna i had something i wanted to say about that though
0: about her oh they'll
1: come back to me I lost
0: it. So Morgan Morgan goes out, wills her legacy advantage to Dom, which means he'll probably tell people that he has it, but he'll change the rules of it and say <laughs> yeah. that it's a slightly different thing than it is. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, everyone just got a little too comfortable. Bradley was getting set up to be the one who went home on the other side after Michael found the immunity idol. Mm-hmm. Angela was too comfortable being loyal to her tribe dom and morgan and wendell were too comfortable in trusting the four malolo people and just turning on one of their own and it ended up blowing up in their face and then i got too comfortable because the way it was edited i thought it was for sure going to be angela because of how they were setting it up and even i got undercut in my comfortableness and i thought it was very pleasant and surprising and i've I i felt good about it as a strategic move And a power Mm. move.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. But when the votes started coming, I was like, wait, Morgan? Morgan? Morgan, (laughs) you know. So that's great. That's fun TV. That is fun TV.
0: Yeah, I think so. I just feel very good about this season so far because Jacob went home swinging, Gonzalez went home swinging, and Morgan went home because Malolo took a huge swing and went for it. Yep. I mean, I... You could say she was trying to make a big move turning on one of her own, but I don't know. I, I just have been happy that in each of the first three episodes, we've gotten people trying to make big moves, whether they have worked or have been smart or not. Yeah. It has been happening. And last season, that just was not happening at, for like a solid half to three quarters of the year <laughs> outside yeah. of Ben. Like last season, it was like Ben is playing and everyone else is here. And <laughs> it's been great to see people really playing so far in the early going of the season. I think Mm -hmm. that bodes really well.
1: Yeah, I do too. I've liked it. So I've liked it.
0: Speaking of playing, we're going to talk about who we think is playing the best. We're going to get into our power rankings. I'll give you our standings from last week. The way it's going to work is if someone is ranked first in the power rankings, they will get three points. If someone is second, they will get two. If someone is third, they will get one. Whoever gives power rankings on any given week, that's who will get added to... The point total. Last week me and Ty out uh, were here obviously and uh-huh. the numbers came out Brandon six, Michael two, Stephanie two, Donathan one, Chris one. So we'll have to update oh. it after this week. We'll give you an update during next week's episode. But for now, who do you have number one after week two, episode three?
1: Uh Brandon. Why? Just because we didn't get to see a ton, obviously, because they didn't go to tribal. But I felt like I just feel like he's got a a strong grip on the people that are there. And he's I think he reads people well. And that is going to really help him. So he's already noticing, you know, this these new ones complaining or whatever. And he's not going to sit back and let the old Malolu. See, I said another <laughs> one. Um, he's not going to let them sit back and fall out of the numbers with the other Navidi players. So um, I just feel like he has a real sense of who he is and who he's playing with. And I think he's able to size people up re- really
0: well. I, I feel good about him overall. I, I didn't put him in my power rankings. This week, partially because I have a little bit of, what do you call it? When a, when a kid, if you show them a ball and then you hide the ball, they think it doesn't exist because they don't have that certain thing in their brain yet.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah.
0: S- some kind of awareness. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. uh, try to remember what it's called. Because I didn't see a lot of them this week, I didn't have him in the power rankings. My number one is Libby after this week because she has very quickly gone from, at least in reality TV speak, the cute Christian blonde who is just happy to be out there to, Mm -hmm. like, a really smart, compelling, and sort of devious, charming character. And I was just impressed. Like, last week we got that great bit where Stephanie sort of lured Jacob in just to, like, cut his head off, basically. Yeah. And turns out we got that from her not as not in as straightforward of a sense, but she connected with Morgan and they talked about being Catholic and like feeling a personal connection. And Mm -hmm. Morgan talked about how charmed she was by her at tribal council. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said before, just mm, right in the back. And I I was just really impressed watching her face during it all, like how poised and comfortable she seemed and and just Mm -hmm. intelligently she seemed to be approaching everything. Yep. She's my number one, For now, in the uh, week two power rankings.
1: All right. Awesome. You ready for my number two? Go for it. I don't know that it's going to stay this way, but I'm going to give it to James because I feel like he saved that vote today.
0: I I also have James number two.
1: Oh, here we go. Great (laughs) minds think like, oh, you know what I thought of? Remember when I lost my thought and I couldn't think of it? And now I remembered it. (laughs) Now's the perfect Um, time. (laughs) Yeah. At Tribal... When Jeff says, anyone having a hidden media idol, you know, and no one's looking around, Dom gave a look to James and was like, you know, like gave him a nod and James nodded back like, like, see, oh. or did you see that?
0: Yeah, that makes me think that. James actually took his concern to Dom at some point and said you can say that but I don't know that that means you don't have anything an idol.
1: yeah maybe Dom is like see I don't have it I don't know but I noticed that there's a reason <laughs> like we, we said though, that. he could
0: have he could have saved his tribe
1: well spatial awareness
0: yeah. by the way yeah. I think is what I'm talking about
1: Spatial awareness Is that what you said
0: no, I, I didn't say any word before. I th- I think that's
1: oh, you just said awareness.
0: I think spatial awareness. S P A T I A. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: That you said.
0: I think okay. that's I think that's the thing where y- you can understand the relationship of objects when there's a change in position. I, somebody can correct wow. me on that. Yeah. So James is number two for both of us, and yep. I was impressed by what we're talking about. That he mm-hmm. was able to figure out what was going on, and I liked the way he kind of played with Jeff's questions too in tribal. He kind of said, oh, yeah, that that's, you know, that's probably what's happening. We're just, we got to figure out if we can do anything. And he was sort of kind of slow playing it. And I just appreciated mm-hmm. his bounce back after last week where he almost lost his, well, he did lose his tribe, the immunity challenge, and he almost lost himself the game. Yeah. So good week for yeah. him. Who's your number three?
1: Libby. I have Libby in the third spot.
0: Okay. Similar reasons?
1: Yeah, I felt like she was playing smart, and I think she... She, as much as she liked Morgan, I think she she definitely made the right move. I think she did a little bit follow James's lead, but she did it. So I agree. I think she's she'll be around for a while.
0: I, I do think J- James probably took the lead on that. For the record, the reason I put her first is because. I think the better position to be in in Survivor is the one making the decision and not the one who told the other person what the decision was. Yeah. So I give her a lot of credit for that. Yep. My number three is Michael uh, just as sort of a a reward for finding an immunity idol this week. That's always Mm -hmm. good. And it was cool to see him find an idol of what he said was the first season he watched, Survivor China, um, Mm -hmm. from then. So points for him from me. And uh, yeah, Libby, James, Michael for Mm -hmm. me. Brendan, James, Libby for you, right? Yep. So before we get out of here, real quick, I mean, what what are your hopes and dreams for this season? How do you feel about the way things have gone so far?
1: I like it. I love the Ghost Island thing. I can't wait to see more people go there (laughs) and see more (laughs) of how those items play into the game. Um, Like I said, I was surprised that one of, you know, that James... China James Idol showed up on the island, not from Ghost Island, so it'll be interesting to see if they do that all season. You know, I I think there's a few people that haven't got a lot of screen time quite yet that are are going to be around for a while. I really like Laurel. I like Jonathan's story. Um, I like Wendell too. Did I say his name, Wendell? Wendell. Um, Wendell, and um, yeah, I like it. And now it would be interesting to see how Chris acts when he comes back from Ghost Island if he can't help himself to be that alpha male again or if he can bring that little bit of a softer side back with him. It sounded like he was having some personal reflection about coming back in a little bit less negative. so I, I hope we see that next week.
0: Yeah, Navidi was up five four on both sides after the swap, and now it looks like they're sort of in flux on both sides, so we'll see what happens. Uh, tell me about your book.
1: Um, it's a book for women. Oh, and so I can't read it? <laughs> no. Well, you can read it, but it's really my life story, and it's really about empowering women, especially young women. It's called Grit Girl, and um, basically every woman has grit on the inside. She just has to find it.
0: Awesome. So when does it... Uh, I guess draw- there aren't bookshelves anymore, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, when- there are, but I don't <laughs> know how many books are on them. Um, it comes out the end of April, towards the end of April. Oh, Awesome. So,
0: yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining me as always.
1: Yeah, it's fun and to be here.
0: we will uh, see what happens here on Survivor Ghost Island. But all right. That's all we got for this week. So, until next time, don't trust the cute blondes.
1: My hair's brunette now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everybody. On the uh- If you wanna live here on the island, you gotta talk about the soul if you wanna live here on the island. And you're gonna survive when you're gonna be living a life on the island. And you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right.